Hello, and welcome to the Foot School Podcast. I'm Andy Brummage. Today, I talk with the man behind the curtain, Julian Schlussberg, Foot's one-man drama department. Julian joined Foot's faculty in 2000 as a retirement gig after teaching for 30 years in the Hamden school system. But his relationship with Foot goes back to 1981. That's when he co-founded the school's renowned summer theater program. In the 40 years since then, he has directed more than 75 plays at Foot and has been recognized for his teaching with numerous awards, including the John C. Barner National Theater Teacher of the Year Award and the Long Wharf Theater's Mary Hunter Wolf Award for excellence in the art and teaching of theater. After an extraordinary career that has spanned five decades, in which he has passed along the joy of theater to two generations of students, Julian will retire this June, a well-earned curtain call for an educator who has given so much of himself to others. Julian Schlesberg, welcome to the Foot School Podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You came to Foot School in the year 2000 after teaching for 30 years in the Hamden Public Schools. Did you expect your quote-unquote retirement gig to last for more than 20 years? And what has kept you going here? Well, I, I love Foot School. Um, it, it's... It's more than a a workplace for me. It always has been. The students have been absolutely wonderful. My colleagues have been wonderful. It's it's like a family. Um, but it, it goes deeper than that. I think, um, again, one of my unique situations here at Foot is that I'm the only drama teacher. So I've developed a kindergarten through ninth grade curriculum which means that I teach children from their very first day at foot school to the day that they graduate. Uh, that's 10 years. Uh, and I, I get to know their families, and I get to watch them grow up. And there's a, what I would call a glorious tension in it, uh, where you know I have this rare, very unique opportunity to see children mature and develop and I help guide them, as all teachers and all staff members do at foot. But we can't get involved and solve their problems. So that's where the tension comes in. It's just trying to weigh the options with them. Um, and it's hard to leave that. I, I never thought I would be here for 21 years. Uh, you know, I think when students graduate in ninth grade, there's a kind of, there's a melancholy component to that but it's a it's a natural stopping place but how do you leave students that you've had since kindergarten who are now in fourth or fifth grade they're just in the middle of those years those precious years and it's always been very hard to even think of taking myself away from foot because of that i think many foot parents have come to know you through the student plays that you have directed in our black box theater. And they are known to be professional quality productions. They're funny, they're entertaining. The kids just really do an outstanding job. But you've also created something Foot never had before, which you referenced, which is a sequential drama curriculum for grades K to nine. And every student takes drama here in every grade. How did you go about creating 
that curriculum and what were your overarching goals in thinking about creating it? Well, the drama curriculum is a breathing, living entity of its own. It's constantly developing, constantly moving forward. Um, I, I've written a manual for it, but as I look through the manual with the goals and objectives, I, I, I realize that it's still constantly changing and improving. Uh, the I guess when I started out, I asked those essential questions that every teacher asks of what skills are important, what are the things that we want to teach in each grade level. Um, I came up with um, a mapping procedure. I came up with skills that I thought were developmentally appropriate and then created assignments around that um, to teach those skills. I think that the plays... Um, are also the extracurricular plays are very much a part of this curriculum because the students are watching the plays, even if they're not involved with the play themselves, just watching them um, will come back to class and we'll talk about them. We'll talk about the communication um, that is not the spoken word. What about the way the lighting communicates, the colors, the intensities, the costumes, the, the fall and drape of the fabric? the colors of the fabric, the time period, the, the, the props that were used. So we discuss every aspect of it. And so that also becomes a very crucial part of the curriculum. Um, and students in class have made suggestions about assignments uh, and how we could improve upon them. Uh, just in our discussions after a particular performance, something will be said quite accidentally um, that just changes uh, the way we look at an assignment. And I'll try to rewrite the assignment, present it in a different way to take on a more um, relevant approach to it. Uh, so this so this curriculum is just constantly moving. I, I think if I were to look at my lesson plan books from three years ago, many of the things would be the same, but there's so many new things that have been added to it. The goal of the curriculum, in other words, if I'm hearing you right, is not to prepare students only to stage a production in the theater. In other words, if they never even did that, there's so much that they would take away from it, it sounds like. That's well, the goal, anyway. Yeah, the, the, the philosophy of the program as I've developed it is not to create professional actors or technicians, although we've had a good share of them, which is really very, very nice, very rewarding. But the goal of the program that involves every single student in this school is what they can learn through the vehicle of drama about themselves. The assignments uh, that we do that may ask a student to create a scene in an environment in which one person is comfortable and one person is not comfortable makes us think about what are the effects of the environment on us as human beings? Where 
are we when we're out of school that we feel comfortable and what makes us feel uncomfortable? There's another assignment that um, deals with the obligation to do something versus the desire to do something else at the same time. How do we make that decision? So the philosophy of the program has always been to teach children how to make choices, how to make mature decisions. And it's okay to mess it up, to screw it up, you know, because we always have another opportunity. That's been the philosophy of this program since I started, what we learn about ourselves, about how we fit into society and the world. Um, That, I think, is the valid part of any drama program, really. How has COVID changed how you teach drama and how are you adapting to not being able to produce plays or ensemble pieces in the same way? Well, COVID um, has forced all of us to change. It's had such an effect on our country and our world. It's devastated thousands of lives. Um, The whole idea of living through a pandemic is just so unique and unusual. But I think as drama teaches us to be very observant and very sensitive, um, I think that there are, it sounds terrible to say, but some positive things that have come out of it with people being more resilient, more innovative and creative. And certainly that's worked its way into my approach to um, teaching drama. Um, First of all, drama is a project-based course. And while I take great pride in the individualized instruction that each child from kindergarten through ninth grade receives, um, the assignments, the exercises that we do, the very nature of drama is collaborative, people working together, whether it's on a production or whether it's on an assignment in class. In the past, we did uh, assignments in class where students would work together. Now the emphasis is more on students working alone. Uh, Instead of doing a scene performance for two students or three students, now we do monologues where a student just presents it uh, to a class and then we give some feedback to it. Um, Another example, there's an eighth grade assignment that's called a character trait reversal. And it starts off with, in in the old days, pre-pandemic, two students would work together on it. They would create a story in which there were two characters. One would start off with a major emotional character trait, let's say courage, brave, uh, a character's brave. And the other uh, character would start off quite the opposite, as frightened. And something would happen during the course of this student-written scene that would make the brave character become frightened and the frightened character become brave. Uh, So they would write the script and rehearse it and they would perform it and costume it and design lighting and design sets and all of that had to change. So now when I do that assignment, it's strictly a playwriting piece uh, where a student writes the scene alone and reads it to us in class. And the emphasis now is on the technique of writing I think the positive thing about this is that there's so much more discussion about each person's work. And we talk about um, how these character traits play out in our own lives. Um, We talk about 
the fact that we all have character traits, some of which we try to submerge and hide and others are right out there, right out front and and kind of define us to the general population. So we've done a lot more talking about the assignments and drama and how it affects us as human beings. Um, another thing about um, COVID's limitations is that we use our face to communicate and now we're all wearing masks. So half the face is gone and we're not moving around and using our bodies. Um, so we've had to make our voices more flexible and more musical. And we've had to dig deeper in learning how to communicate. So I think these are the, the major changes with how COVID's affected um, the curriculum. What was your first exposure to drama, Julian? Let's take it all the way back to the start. Where did you first get the bug for this? Well... Back at Mesopotamia Middle School, where I first started teaching, <laughs> um, I grew up in New York, in Mount Vernon, New York, right on the border of the Bronx, and um, I went to Columbus Elementary School, and I remember back, that there were a lot of plays going on at Columbus School. I don't know if teachers in those days were forced to do plays, because that has been part of the history of drama in this country, where principals, leaders of a school felt a play was important. It was kind of like eat your vegetables, even if you hate it. And they would give that job to the new staff member. Like the geometry teacher had to direct a play and had no idea what was stage right and what was stage left. But at any rate, um, I do think back in the days of Columbus School that the kids love plays and the teachers just really liked to do them. So there were a lot of them. And I remember uh, for a pretty shy, bashful kid, I got some nice parts, and I don't remember ever auditioning for them. I was just told, you're going to play this part. So in fourth grade, I, I played the part of a teacher. I remember the name of the show was, I'll Eat My Hat. And the teacher makes a bet with students and loses and has to eat a hat, which was all made of cookies. It was really a lot of really nice rehearsals, um, eating all those cookies. And then um, I think a major influence for me was when I was in 10th grade, in high school, I had a wonderful English teacher, Genevieve Cahalan, and we were studying Hamlet. And she decided that we were going to do a scene from Hamlet. We were going to perform it. And she looked at me, again, a very shy, bashful kind of kid, in a class where there were a lot of students who belonged to the drama society and all. And she said, Julian, you're going to play Hamlet. And um, her faith in me, the fact that I could do it really excited me, and um, I loved it. I, I, I really loved it. I was That was my one experience with it. And then uh, getting into college, one of the many things that have happened in my life where I've just, uh, I, I think I've been kind of taken care of by some force up above, was that I gathered up enough courage to take an acting class, and my teacher was Constance Welsh. I was going to Southern, and Constance Welsh was one of the um, people who started the Yale Drama School. She was asked to come to teach at Yale by George Pierce Baker, um, and um, she was a brilliant teacher, taught there for about 40 years, and when the regimes changed, 
she moved out of Yale and came to Southern, and I was in her first class. There were eight students in the class, and um, the eight of us, those of us that are left, uh, still talk about how this woman who was in her late 60s, 68, she changed our lives, totally changed our lives. She changed my life and just um, made me so passionate about theater. Did you dream of being an actor? At one time, yes. Yeah, I did quite a bit of acting at, at one point, and um, uh, I, I thought that that's where I was heading. My friends were older than I, and they were in New York starving as they were trying to pursue an acting career. And uh, I had a wonderful student teaching experience in Hamden, and I was offered a job. And at first I turned it down and said, no, I'm going to New York. And then I said, you know what? Because my friends are not doing well and have no money, I'm going to teach for a year and save my money, and I'll go to New York, and I'll have some money in my pocket. But I just fell in love with teaching and um, stayed with it for the next 51 years. Did they have a drama program at the school when they hired you, or were you hired to create it? There was a, a woman who was directing a production of Our Town, and uh, she had just started it, and she cast the play, and then she was diagnosed with cancer. And I was student teaching at the time, and they asked me to take over the play, and um, I did, and and uh, it was a very uh, moving experience because the teacher was a friend of mine, and um, Barbara died not long after, and it just made working on that play so much more important to me. And, of course, the play itself, Our Town... <laughs> It's probably the most moving play that's ever been written. I often thought to myself, perhaps Thornton Wilder, the playwright, died and went to heaven and learned all the secrets that we don't know, we human beings. And then he came back and he wrote this play. Um, those students who were in that play, um, we've stayed in touch. They're now in their 60s. They were not that much younger than I was at the time. I was about 22, 21 or 22, and they were 14 or 15. And many of them have passed on at this point. But um, that play reverberates with me. When did you come into your own as a teacher? Was there a turning point when you realized some things about teaching that helped you hit your stride? I don't know. I, I, I think it I think it was kind of a gradual process. It, it was making connections with with a lot of teachers and a lot of students. I have been so fortunate to study with magnificent teachers and have great mentors. Um, Howard Stein was a mentor of mine. He was um, kind of like the um, 
assistant dean of the Yale Drama School. I taught his son, which is how I got to know Howard very well, and we worked together. He went on to become the dean of the drama school at the University of Texas in Austin, and then the chairman of the Oscar Hammerstein Center for Theater Studies at Columbia University. And through all of those years, Howard and I uh, maintained a very close friendship. Actually, he wrote the foreword to two of my books, um, and Constance Welsh, of course, and other people that popped up in my life, the great um, voice teacher Evangeline Macklin, who I got to know to some extent, um, Jason Robards Jr., the great actor who I just accidentally met and we became good friends, um, crossing paths with people like James Earl Jones, uh, once even speaking to Katherine Hepburn. <laughs> but uh, these people just had such an effect on me and, and taught me what was important about teaching. And um, I think there was no one turning point, but um, I think it's just been an accumulation of seeing the work that's been modeled by brilliant leaders in the field. Even before you joined Foote's faculty, you were the longtime director of the Foote Summer Theater Program. That goes all the way back to 1981, I believe. How did that program come into being? Well, at the time, I was um, teaching at Hamden High School, and I received a phone call from a music teacher who was at Foot at the time, Pat Chernow. And Pat, uh, I didn't know Pat, and she introduced herself and just said that um, she was interested in starting... Um, a small summer program that would keep kids busy with music and with drama and asked me if I would like to join her. So I did, and we worked together for a few years. The first couple of years, we did children's plays uh, in the old, um, it was a room here that was attached to the main building. I think it originally was a cafeteria. And... Um, Bob Sandine, the previous drama director here, made that into a small theater. Um, and that's where Pat and I worked. And then as the program, we introduced older kids to it, high school students. Then we moved off the foot campus. Um, for a while, we were in the uh, Educational Center for the Arts on Audubon Street. And then we moved to the Little Theater on Lincoln Street. Um, Pat eventually left the program, and I just took it over myself. Uh, and so the program just grew. It's 40 years old. Um, I've had a very large staff through the years. I try to hire the very best teachers that um, you know specialize in dance or singing, uh, technical directors. Uh, Frank Alberino, who's now here at Foot. Um, has been my um, tech director, production manager, uh, set designer for since he was in high school. And a former student of yours, if I'm not mistaken. And a former student of mine also when he was very young and didn't know anything. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the program has grown. We have um, many. Oh, there's there were over forty students in it the last couple of years. A staff of about eleven. We have an internship program with high school students that want to learn more about theater and college students as well that want to teach theater. Um, so it's become a, a very large program. The interesting thing about it is that it's a six-week program. The last two weeks are taken up with performances. The first week has auditions. So it's really, we're doing a show in about three to three and a half weeks, a huge musical these days. It wasn't always a musical. Um, and so there's a lot of work that gets done during the, each and every day. One of the books you wrote, Julian, which you mentioned, is called Lessons for the Stage, An Approach to Acting. It was published in 1994 and is sort of a book on teaching educational theater. I'm curious, what lessons has your career taught you? What have you learned from all the years working with students in the theater? It's probably enough to fill another book. Yes. Lessons for the Stage, too. Um, what have I learned? I think I've learned through the years that the things, the lessons in that book, again, have behavioral objectives, materials needed. It, it, it's a very a practical, objective approach uh, to teaching theater. But I say so many times that the teacher needs to be creative in reaching those end results and, and attaining those objectives and keeping um, the work fresh and exciting and keeping kids enthusiastic about it. Um, but what I think the real lesson that I've learned through my years of teaching theater um, probably is best um, expressed by Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird, my favorite book and my favorite character, who said you never really get to know a person until you step into their shoes and walk around in them. And I think that's the greatest lesson, that you're teaching a student, you're not teaching the subject matter. Um, I've just witnessed during the course of my career teachers, wonderful people, but who really emphasize the subject matter more than um, g getting the students to truly understand it and that students work at different paces and they have a different backstory, each student. Um, I've tried to use drama to help students and make them more aware. Um, I had a, a, a student at Hamden High School whose father died when she was very young and whose mother died um, one spring. And so she was alone and we were doing a pr production of The Secret Garden in which there's a character, a mother who has died and who communicates from the next place, heaven, whatever it is, to her still living child, and I cast that girl in that part. I thought it would be important for her as she was dealing with her 
grieving process, to play the part of the deceased mother who wants to speak to the child and what does a mom, what does a parent want to say? What are the most important things to say to a child? So the lesson that I've learned is that every human being, students, adults, we all have a backstory. And teachers need to respect and honor that backstory and be aware of it when you're teaching your subject matter to that student. Students learn at different paces. They learn with different styles. But eventually, they want to get to the same place as everybody else. And we need to step into their shoes and walk around and see what makes them tick and what they get excited about. And uh, I think that's probably the greatest lesson for a teacher. Julian, it's obvious to anyone who knows you or anyone listening to this that you put so much of yourself and your soul into teaching and into the theater. How do you plan to spend your retirement? I'm going to sit down for a long time. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, Andy. I know that um, when people retire, other people congratulate them and, um, you know, paint the picture of the next chapter as being all rosy and no cares or problems. And um, I, I, I wish I could believe that. I don't know what the next chapter is all about. Um, I'm just ready and open for whatever happens. I, I would like to write another book about the theater, um, something that might be too intangible to write about, like what separates the technical actor from the soulful actor who really communicates and feels. There's, I've, I, I've talked about it a lot. I'd like to write about what helps an actor jump that synapse um this the theater world it's this huge umbrella that encompasses so many different aspects of theater and theater is a mirror of life um so there's a lot to write about there's a lot to write about so i think i might like to try that and uh I don't know, whatever else comes along, I'm open to it all. Well, Julian, congratulations on an extraordinary career. We will all miss you so very much at Foot School. And thank you for everything that you have given to our students and our families and all of us over the years. Thanks, Andy. Podcasts are a production of The Foot School, an independent school for grades K to 9 in New Haven, Connecticut. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It will help other people find our podcast. Find more information at www.footschool.org. Thank you for listening.